Welcome to the MWT Podcast with Lisa and Tiffany. What's up? So tonight, we are actually drinking, um, we asked our social media followers for their drink selection of what they would like for us to drink. Um, I actually went after um, a beer that was suggested by your friend, I think his name was Mark. Mark Spame. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How do you pronounce it? Steigl? Is it Steigl? Steigl? I I pronounce it... I don't. I don't pronounce yeah. it. It's Steigl, well, Steigl, it's Steigl, Radler. Radler. And it's a grapefruit beer, it mm. looks like. So I was like, oh, that sounds super delicious and refreshing. It's been extremely hot here. So I was like, oh, we'll try that one. Never tried it. Um, he really suggested Tiffany said she likes it. So, but It's one of my favorite beers, which is bad that I don't know how to pronounce the name, but it's But amazing. hey, you don't need to know the name to drink the beer. No. <laughs> so, um, but it was not at the grocery store that I went. So then when I got to work, or right before I was going on lunch, my boss, Laura, was actually like, hey, do you still need a drink selection for your podcast? And I was like, sure, tell me what to get, because if I can't find this beer, I'll get what you say. And she said her drink choice of the summer so far has been, um, it's a Deep Eddie is the brand, and it's a ruby red grapefruit flavored vodka, which, mm, if you don't know, Tommy and Tiffany really aren't big vodka drinkers, but I was like, okay, I'll try it. Sounds good. And then you mix it. Um, She uses diet tonic water. She says it's still good, but I was like, yeah, I ain't doing the diet. So I just got plain tonic water. Um, You actually mix... Um, it says two parts of the vodka to one part of the tonic water, and then you can garnish with the lime. So, it depends on, I guess, how big of a glass you're drinking. Just kind of keep doing the two parts to one part, shake it up. We used a martini shaker, or a drink shaker, with ice, shook it up, poured it in our glasses. Um, we taste it before we put in the lime, and then after. I do kind of like it better with the lime in it. I think the lime smooths it out. Yeah, me too. So I do like it with the lime better. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a good refreshing drink. Um, I would probably actually drink it again on a hot day because it's nice and refreshing, I think. What about you, Tiff? I had to take another sip mm-hmm. when she said that. Um, it does have a very strong grapefruit taste to it. Yeah. Um, I know she had mentioned my favorite beer, one of my favorite beers, um, the Rattler. And that one tastes to me more like a squirt. So if you like mm. squirt, the pop squirt. Like oh, that's, that's how it tastes? That's oh, the I'm pr- going to yeah, have to exactly. hunt it down. It's an amazing beer. Um, I love this, squirt. This is, this is actually really good. She's right. It's a perfect summer drink. It does have a slightly strong grapefruit taste. Yeah. Uh, not so bad that where you're, it's nasty and you're like, no. Mm-hmm. But you definitely get that kick of grapefruit if, mm-hmm. if you're not really into grapefruit this may not necessarily be the drink yeah if you don't you. like grapefruit don't like try you, it ap- like i don't know because i don't really like grapefruit unless i peel open the membrane mm-hmm. and eat the inside which looks really perverted when you actually do it <laughs> it looks it's perverted um if you guys ever oh. want to see what i mean by that um leave a comment, send me a message or whatever, but it's kind of, it looks kind of perverted <laughs> when you peel the membrane and eat and the inside. And then suck out the inside, I guess. Grapefruit. Oh, so tip, I only you. <laughs> only I kind of understand you. why people use like a spoon or the grapefruit. Now next tool. time I'm eating grapefruits, I'm going to be like, great. Thanks. 
a lot, Tiffany, for well, how do you my... eat it? Sometimes I will kind of try to pick it out and eat it, and then sometimes if I have a spoon, I'll... Because I don't like the sides. The well, exactly. The, the membrane is around each slice. There's a membrane, right? And that's the membrane I'm talking about where you peel that <laughs> open down the middle and you eat out the middle. It's very messy, <laughs> but it cuts out all the bitter. The membrane is actually <laughs> what's bitter. So, again, it looks really perverted uh-huh. when you're doing it. You're kind of going to probably feel like a perv. If you don't, you might be a man or you... Just might be, might be a woman who likes to go down on other women. I don't know. <laughs> but that's kind of the image of what's going on right there. And again. And Lisa's turning red. I don't know if it's because the alcohol I'm laughing. or the heat. But again, or... <laughs> Tiffany turns this into perv moment, but whatever. Per central. But I will say this is actually like, if you don't like artificial grapefruit flavor, because I don't. But if you like, like, a natural, like, a real grapefruit flavor, I think it actually tastes like real grapefruit. I don't it think does. it's very artificial at all. No. No, it's good. I like it. I like it. So, um, want to get into some story time here, Tiffany? Yes. What have you been up to for the last <sighs> two weeks? Well, I don't really know the last two weeks, but this past weekend, um... My brother is a firefighter in one of the towns that's by a sugar grove, and they have a corn boil every year. Well, the firefighters run the beer tent. So, I'm like, I have went there every year in the past, at least for the last three years, and drank free beer all day, so why not help out? <laughs> so, we had to take this class online. Like, it's the first year they actually made people get online and get certified to serve beer, I guess it's something in the new, with the town or whatever. And so I take this long class and I'm like, oh my God, are you kidding me? Like, this is going to take me like two hours. So I did it, got done, whatever. Did it take you two hours? Because you told it me. It took me more than two hours. Oh my God. Because the computer kept like freezing and then the website was freezing and then, um, and then I finally just had to do it on my phone when me and Calvin were out running errands. So I was like, I can't, this is taking forever. So I did it on my phone. So I really don't know exactly how long it took me, but I know my niece told me it took her four hours to finish the whole test. So it was um, my brother, my niece, me. Calvin got to help part of the time, but part of the time he had to watch the kids and take them around. So we got there at three. Did not leave till midnight, you know, because we were helping the whole time. And, you know, you serve some, drink some. Drink some, drink some, serve some. <laughs> so, from I don't even know how much I drank from 3 to midnight. But all I know is the next morning, I felt like shit. And I mean complete shit. It was, oh, it was I had the worst headache. Then Kevin's like, babe, how much did you drink? I was like, yeah, I don't know. He was like, I can tell, because when you got back to your brother's house, because he took the, all of the kids there, he's like, I could just tell by the second you walked in the door, you were wasted. I was like, yeah, I was. I was thirsty. I was hot. I, the beer was right there. We were drinking, having a good time, serving people, talking to people. It's kind of what you do. You mingle and you drink. So, went home. Um, Then, felt like shit the next day. But when I went, brought my niece back to there... They were all drinking again. And the guy was like, hey, you want another beer? I was like, no. No. I, I don't even want to think of beer right now. Like, no thank you. 
And then yesterday, when I got to work, you know, I had to put my socks and shoes back on. Can just wear flip-flops there. My, I started itching so bad around my ankles because I didn't even think to put on mosquito spray. Because mm. I'm like, I'm going to be busy moving around. But no, the beer was everywhere. I have so many mosquito bites all around my ankles and my lower part of my legs that I had to have Kelvin go buy me this, um, this after bite itch eraser. She carries it around her pocket. They were like laughing she just at me. It yes. out of her pocket to read. They were laughing at me at work because I'm like, shh, put it on all day long. And they're like, Lisa, why didn't you put on spray? I'm like, I didn't even think about it. But Ooh. yeah, that was my fun weekend. Well, I'm kind of jealous that she was working the corn boil and that she was working the beer tent mm-hmm. because, no lie, I'm old as shit. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> Lisa and I were on this mission where. There's a local restaurant slash bar. If you're from here, check it out. That serves $2 full-size drafts on Thursday evenings. Now, they have a menu of 30-plus beers. Mm -hmm. They have an entire full-size sheet um, broken down by categories. So we are doing a beer tasting with full-size beers. And, again, like I mentioned, I'm old. I mean, and you heard the beer tasting, but it was full-size beers. Yes. So, she wrote a blog about it. We sampled beers. We drank full-size beers. Mm -hmm. I had five beers and two shots. Lisa had six. Well, we'll call it five because one she took a sip from and basically was like, no. It was gross. Yeah, she's like, I'm not doing this. It was an IPA. Me, I was like, oh, I'm not letting it go to waste. What do I do? Chug the damn beer. Tiff took one for my blog as a champ because I was like, this is getting pushed to the side. This is absolutely disgusting. I can't even chug it. (laughs) So, I was recovering Friday and Saturday, and mm-hmm. to be honest, probably some of Sunday. Because in my yeah. head, I was like, I should totally go to the corn boiler because I've been wanting to go every yeah. year. I've never been. And Lisa's working the beer tent, right. which means um, basically free like free beer, Tiff. Um, had I not gotten so scummy drunk on Thursday. I had to drive her home. Yes. Lisa <laughs> drove me home. Um, then I pull in, and we have guests here at the house. And I was like, oh, I can totally move my car. And they were like, no, Tiffany, you sit your ass on the porch and do not move. All right. They had to help me up the stairs as I'm bumping into walls my whole way up. At like 1, 2 o'clock in the morning, I wake up, feel like I got to vomit. So for me, starting to vomit is not a good thing. Like people will be like, oh, vomit, you'll feel better. I'm the wrong person for that. So what I do is I strip off all my clothes, I fill up the tub, and I climb in there because it settles my stomach. So I laid in the tub for like a good hour. Finally was like, okay, my stomach is settled enough, I'll go back upstairs. Mm. I did not want to put back on the spandex workout pants that I had taken off. So I put back on, like, you know, most of my clothes. I wrap a towel around my bottom. Mind you, we we have male guests in the house. I wrap a towel around my bottom, and I stumble back up the stairs. I was just like, no, don't ever do this again. I'm telling you, I think it was the shots. I'm pretty sure it was in. the Red Bull. Yes, I'm. that's what I'm sure, too. Because 
I didn't do the Red Bull shot. What was it called? It was a Vegas bomb, which yeah. is peach schnapps and Red Bull, which... But didn't it have cranberry also? No. There was no cranberry juice in there? I don't think so. There? It just, it just tasted like peach schnapps and yeah. Red Bull, which is no. delicious, but not in combination with as many yeah. beers as we drank. And I can't mix, like, the energy drinks and... Well, I can't drink energy drinks, period. So, if I drink energy drinks and mix them alcohol, my heart would probably be, like, pumping out of my chest and I would be going to the ER. So, I'm no sure thank it's the you. Red Bull that made me, like, uh But now, the lemon drop shots that we did, delish... So basically, mm. I can't go places with Lisa and, and samples. With Lisa. With <laughs> Lisa. But who had the one extra beer and an extra shot? Wait, no. We that's had the same amount of saying. beers. We had the no, same no, amount. No, no. I didn't drink the you one. you ordered a sixth beer. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Oh, I forgot that's about why I that said beer. Lisa drank five because she yeah. basically took one to the side yes. and was like, no. So yeah, I only I had about the one more beer. shot than Lisa. That's um, true. But I, this is the True thing. Story. Before we started drinking, I proposed to Lisa. I said, how about we get one full-size beer mm-hmm. and we just ask for an extra glass and then what we do is we split the two. And she's like, no, we can totally handle a, a full-size mm-hmm. beer. And I'm like, we're supposed to be sampling. How many do you plan on this sampling? Whatever. But I had a good time. Me Maybe too. It was fun. Too much of a good time. Their food is their food, really good. Those burgers were amazing. Like, burgers too. I would go back uh, just to have that burger. I had a oh crap. And we probably will be back. Check out have, the blog. You'll know what burgers they we have. Ate. Drink specials every night, yeah. so we probably will be back to like sample mm-hmm. more drinks. Yeah. Um, I will not be going that much overboard. I'll remember this time. Well, we we decided we wanted to try a beer from every section. The only mm-hmm. section we did not want to try from was the IPAs because we know we don't Which like IPAs. Which I did IPAs. take one for the IPAs. Yeah, and then I, I think that the, the I think the yum yum one should have been in the IPA, but the, I'm not a beer professional, so whatever. I just drink it. But yeah, that was a fun evening. And when we say from each section, it was like house, yeah, um, stouts, uh, your ales, like your brown yeah. ales, and your IPAs, and then some other category. Yeah, there was another one. Of. So we just got the beers tried that we normally would not try. Like, you know, just no, go buy $2, at the store. No, $2, I mean, it's the perfect right. time to sample exactly. beers. Exactly. They're house beers. We tried two of them, and yeah. they were delicious. Yeah, they were delicious. So I probably will try those. Like, yeah. not try them. I'll probably have them again yeah. if I go back. So you should definitely check out... Um, my blog about it, it was, it's under, it's at the 1515av.com under Lisa's Liquor Locker. And then if you're in the Chicagoland area, because they have numerous ones, it's the Bulldog Ale House. And you should definitely check it out because their beers was delish. And they do have drink specials and food specials every single day mm-hmm. of the week. And not most restaurants have something every, I mean, and it's like good specials, not just like, Crap. It's really good specials every day. And what day did we go out? Was it Sunday? It was Thursday. No. We went out another time this weekend. Was it Sunday? Oh, um, no, or that was, was Friday night. <laughs> Friday evening, we went out again. Yes. With Durrell and Calvin. Tap House Grill, Grill, which is another thing where they have an expansive beer menu. I did not partake in the alcohol. Lisa did because well, she's I didn't a really pro. plan on it. I just was going to have a drink because then after 9 p.m. there, you can get $5 appetizers. Mm-hmm. And our kids were spending the night with Calvin's um, parents. So I was like, hey, why don't we see if Strong Tiff on a double date and go to Tap House? It'll be 
$5 appetizers. Why not? So we went, and I was like, I'm not going to drink, though. And Calvin's like, yeah, I think you drank enough yesterday. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to drink. Well, I get there. They have new beer on tap, and out of all the new beers, it is my very favorite Kentucky Bourbon Barrel Ale. And if you've ever listened to our podcast, you know that's my favorite. So I had to try to. <laughs> <laughs> you like how she said I had to try to. Two. You know, I, the first one was delicious. I had to have a second one just to make sure it was just but as good. But in her defense, they had a brand new draft yeah. beer menu. So there's another good one to check I out. Had I been not feeling so shitty, yeah. I would have joined her. So that is a lesson in my old age, mm-hmm. which is crazy because I'm not that old. And um, maybe we should go there because you can get the dollar, yes, right? That would be the perfect place to sample yes. beers because they have dollar sample beers. So and they're and they're they a good size, list. but it's not a full size. I think that was yeah. sixteen ounce I beer we were there. drinking on. Oh, at the other place? At, yeah. at Bulldog Ale House, these drafts were 16 ounces yeah. They also minimum. have $4.32 ounce day. Man. I would have been effed up on that day. No, on that day, we would have just been like, let's go and, and hang out. Yeah. And not even split. Like, let's go hang out and discuss business. Yeah. Not even, like, let's not try to sample anything. No, we would just have to mug. go. But, yeah, so, anyway, it's back to, you know, our squirrel minds. Back to Tap House. That's another place to think if you like beer. And they have, like, a three-page list of beers. They're not all um, draft beers because, of course, there's bottles and everything mixed two, in there. And then some is all, all draft. Three, yes, of beer. And you can get $1 samples of them all and try them. So that's another one I'm going to so have to go try. So now sense of the love of oh, beer God. and such that's going on in this bromance. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if she likes being called a bro. Whatever. I call my sister bro, but... Yeah, it's kind of like, oh man, I sound like a drunk. <laughs> I drank <laughs> Exactly, we're like, Thursday night, this Friday one, night. One? Well, Friday Saturday, I was not even day. close. Yeah, Saturday all day. And then Sunday we went to Calvin's dad's house. And that's not a house you can go to and not drink. So I drank there. <sighs> yeah, and then today. Yeah, you just don't understand I mean, the level of drinking that goes on. It's all for business, Probably whatever. Probably more on Lisa's behalf than mine, to be fair. That's only because she got so drunk, she's sick all weekend. <laughs> that's what happens as you age. Whatever. Like, you can't handle it that well. If you can't hang out, I don't know. Plus, I didn't have a chance to build up tolerance. You have to think about it. Yeah. I'm pretty much, I have, I recently started drinking in the last year, year and a half, maybe two years. Um, before that, I mm-hmm. did not drink for a large portion of my adulthood. You didn't, because you couldn't, um, right? Yeah, my liver was messed up. I couldn't drink at all. Anytime I would drink like a sip or two, I'd have pains in my pancreas mm. and my liver and all that kind of stuff. So I was like, no. So lately, I've been able to drink without mm-hmm. that. So I'm basically like a 21-year-old still yes. learning it. Plus, add on the age, because I'm in my 30s. I just turned 32 last week. Happy birthday to me. To Tiff, to Tiff. Leo season, let's get it. Uh- oh. yeah. <laughs> so for me, it's like a brand new learning Lisa's had some time to build up some tolerance and find her sweet spot. But you know, since we're in a bromance, I gotta be 34 acting... No, wait. Did I just turn 32, 33, or 34? <laughs> 34. <laughs> 34. So, I gotta be 21 Let's with Tiffany. I haven't even drank a whole glass. No, so, I'm more 
I gotta be 21 for her. You know? I she's gotta got be to. that, that she's roadie. She's gotta usher me into, like... Drinker. It's our job. We room. have to drink. <laughs> Pretty much. We'll call it that. And yeah. Like, hmm. I mean, there ain't nothing but wrong working and drinking, right? Okay, I have a quick question for you. Yes. Have you ever heard of the ice cream butter brickle? No. Okay. So... After our podcast, Ice I went cream, butter, down to brittle. Missouri to visit my grandfather because we've been planning this for a while. So we finally got my brother to be able to like fly in mm-hmm. to see him because my brother lives all the way in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And my grandfather's been asking us to come down forever to see him. So we finally planned it. And I'm so upset because so much cool stuff was going on um, the weekend of like the 23rd of July. And I was like, man, I have to miss all of this because mm-hmm. I'm going to see my grandpa, which I love him dearly. He's like the coolest grandpa in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so we go down and there's this ice cream place called Brahms. Mm-hmm. And for a waffle cone with a huge heaping scoop, which is they call a single dip, it is only like $1.50. Oh, I need to go there. Yeah. So they have this flavor called butter brickle and i'm Mm. like okay i'm the weirdo that likes to try things that sound Mm -hmm. weird look weird that most people would normally wouldn't order and i try it and it is the bomb.com i normally don't eat ice cream that's me but for a dollar some i'd eat it i am not a fan of ice well i can't really eat ice cream as you know (laughs) i gotta take my little pill yeah lisa has (laughs) health related issues to it me, it's just I get full off of ice cream really quick, so I normally don't mm. get ice cream just because it's a waste of money. Right. But it, you're right. $1.50, I said, okay, oh, I'd be cool. It. I can do this shit. So, amazing. I tell her, I'm like, I've never heard of this before. She's like, oh, it's my favorite as a little girl. So, it's called what? It's called Butter Brickle. So, what is it? It tastes like a butter pecan ice cream, but without all the nuts. It's really good. I want to say it's like a cookie dough, like a butter pecan cookie dough. It is. It is really good. I like butter pecan, but I don't like the pecans in there. Me neither. Because they get soggy. They just and I I don't don't like like the way they taste. I don't like nuts in my mouth. I was gonna say you like nuts because you got four kids. (laughs) I don't like nuts in my mouth, Lisa. But she likes to suck the grapefruit. <laughs> Which might say a little bit about my sexuality. I don't know. Right. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know. Watch out, Stroll. It is it mm. is what it is. No. Yeah, but that sounds delicious. It's delicious. And it's so cheap. I wish we had a Brahms up here. I'm actually going to probably research to see where I can find butter brickle up here. Yes, because I will try it with you. So good. Like, really the only ice cream that I would definitely, like, eat is... Um, chocolate peanut butter from Baskin Robbins. That is. I don't my like shit. peanut butter. And I what? I don't like peanut. I know it's weird. We might have to break up. How no, do you Lisa, not like I peanut butter? You. You, see this, you see this heart symbol? Peanut on butter? You don't like peanut butter? No. Oh god. Like I don't like peanut butter until okay. If that's the only thing to eat is peanut butter and jelly, I'll eat it. Well, I didn't say peanut butter and jelly. I like peanut butter and my chocolate ice cream. No. I don't even really like chocolate oh. that much. Look oh at her face. Gosh. She's like, oh, oh no, Tiff. If oh, you could only no. see my face right now. She's so upset with me right now, but it's okay. I mean, it's okay. Now everybody likes chocolate, but whatever. Not to say I don't like it at all. Mm. It's just I have to take it in, like, spurts. Moderation. It's like, no, I'll go on, like, a binge, like, mm-hmm. oh, chocolate. I love chocolate. Mm-hmm. And then also I'll be like, 
No. I'm good. No more chocolate for me. Not me. <laughs> Not me. like chocolate. All- I, I love chocolate. And I don't I love have peanut a sweet butter. tooth, though. I get... Okay, I, I guess don't. I should kind of clarify that. And Cal would be like, Lisa, you don't really eat chocolate that much. I get in... I go in spurts. Like, I will have spurts of... I want sweet, 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 sweets. And then... I'll have like, eh, I could do without sweets. Mm-hmm. They're really only if you put brownies or cupcakes in my face at any time, I could eat those. My sweets would probably mm. be baklava that my mom makes. Not just anybody, oh. but my mom makes the bomb. Tiffany's mom is the bomb baker, period. Yeah, she bakes a lot. She would bring us cookies all the time around Christmas. Yeah, which is not a problem for me because I really don't mm. get a craving for sweets like that. So you could have cupcakes sitting oh. on the table. Oh, not me. And I'd, I'd be those. like, okay, like, I'll take a little, like, slice out of it and I'll try it. And I'm like, okay, that sufficed my sweet tooth for, like, a long time. I'm such a professional cupcake eater that <laughs> I will, like... Take off the bottom of the cupcake, so then you, you put it sandwich. on top, and you make a sandwich so that you get everything in every bite. One time, Lisa and I are going to have to do a video <sighs> where we sample small cakes, cupcakes, because they always have specials, and I mm-hmm. do like them, but I it's like too much cakes. sugar for me. So, honestly, this would yeah. be the, the video. Tiffany would take a mini slice oh, out of each cupcake, and me. the rest would be Lisa's. I'd tear off the bottom and put it on top, and... <sighs> And, and it's not because I'm like, oh, it's so much fat and sugar. Mm-hmm. Like, no, it's just, it's just that, too sweet. Honestly, that fills me up so yeah. fast. I just so, like it. My problem is real food because I eat a lot of food. I to like be real food with you. too. It's a real problem. Yeah, that is a problem. We have this food thing at work. <laughs> real quick, and then we'll get into our topic. Sorry. Well, I got <laughs> kind one more of went story. on our I fun two week rant the food. here. It's just going. So, our, at work, at the clinic I work at, they just started doing this thing twice a week where they have this thing called the food to come in. And it's always, it's every Tuesday and Thursday, and it's always different foods. Well, it just started a few weeks ago, so it's like, it's everything that's different, and I want to try everything. So the only time I haven't been eating it is when Chick-fil-A comes, because, I mean, I could get Chick-fil-A down the street in Oswego, but... Every day it has been something amazing. Like today was Brazilian food. Oh my goodness. Then Thursday is Indian food. And I'm like, I am never going to lose weight. I'm going to be fat for the rest of my life. Because I mean, they've had like Euro Day. They've had, I don't even know. They've had so many different things. And I'm like, then that Chinese day, they had, um, Look it, I'm jealous of Lisa right now. Here she is complaining about all this awesome food, and I'm like, Brazilian food? There's a Brazilian restaurant downtown in my city that I've been wanting to try. Indian food? Why don't we go? Hello? Girl? Mm. Next day. Don't threaten me with a good time. (laughs) Next day, we're going, okay? Yeah. So, yeah, food. I'm never going to gain weight. Indian food's been on my radar for forever. I've been asking around, like, tell me a good Indian spot. Because we used to have people at work that would Mm -hmm. bring in... Indian food for potluck days, and I was like, thank thank your mother for making this, sir, because I know you didn't do it. Your mom oh, it was delicious. Like, the girl I work with got it. I didn't get it because I wasn't going to be home, and I was afraid. Well, if it messed up my stomach, you know, mm-hmm. no, I didn't want to be out. So, she got it, and she's like, Lisa, you have to taste this. What's the bread that they make? Like, naan. Naan. And then she just dipped it in their sauce, and I was like, oh, I cannot wait till they come back, and they're coming back Thursday. 
See, the bad thing is I'm kind of on a mini diet. Like, I'm easing into it. So my thing for right now, as long as I'm losing weight, is no rice, no bread, no pasta. That includes things like chips, donuts, those type of things. Mm -hmm. Even though I know, like, chips are potatoes, but chips are bad. Chips are one of my downfalls. So yeah. I'm just trying to stick stay away from that. Um, but not super strict. As mm -hmm. long as I'm losing weight, that's what I'll keep, continue doing. My grandfather cooked for us when we went to visit him. Mm. He made a pork roast, mashed potatoes, Yum. corn that he grew, like cream corn that he grew. Oh, I bet he that made was it. delish. Some green beans with some bacon, some um, tomato, cucumber, onion mm -hmm. salad. He mm. made everything. My grandfather, he's got to be 80-something. Mm-hmm. But he looks really good for his age. Like, you that guys don't understand so how much I love my grandfather. Like, he is the coolest grandfather mm -hmm. you could ever want. He does, like, tequila shots. Oh, hey. As soon as you walk in, he's like, you want a beer? I got yep. beer in the fridge and the cooler. Whiskey. You want whiskey? There's a whole liquor cabinet. Oh, I would like, love him. Oh, you mm -hmm. would. I love you him. You can come stay with me one time. Yep. He's Next like, come time you go, I'm house. coming. Oh, yeah. Let's That's go. all we did was drink mm -hmm. and eat and play pool and talk shit all weekend. Like, fun. so much fun. It does. And those are, like, some of the best weekends sometimes. Like, when you're feeling stressed out or whatever, you just need to go and do something like that. Like, I kind of feel like, yeah, I drank a lot last weekend, but I just kind of need it. Like, so much stress and stuff has been going on that I'm like, it just feels good to try not to worry about it and just... Have a fun weekend. So. Lisa told me about her week, and I was like, "Girl, right? I, I would have been drinking. <laughs> I would have been drinking all weekend too, girl." I texted my brother, and mm -hmm. I was like, "We had so much fun. I'm glad we, you know, volunteered with you guys. Like, it was just fun being around my brother and my niece, and just having fun talking to people. I'm a, I love people watching, and I guess I, re I really do love people as long as mm -hmm. they're not assholes at my work. But I." I was like, I just felt like it was just a stress reliever that I needed. So it was a great one. It great was. weekend. It was. Since Thursday. All right. I'm going right. to let Lisa get into the so, real topic because we just talked yeah. your ear off for 30 Sorry. minutes. Sorry. But now And now the topic's not as fun. No, it's going to get real serious sorry, from now But it's something that, you know, kind of needs to be brought up. Something that we need to talk about on our podcast. Kind of get out there. So... Um, I kind of chose to talk about the recent shootings that have been going on because I feel like it is becoming such a big thing in the world and it's something that it doesn't need to just, the protests and the, you know, just people standing up and saying it's not right and it doesn't need to just die down like a lot of stuff just kind of dies down after a while and get pushed under the rug until the next big one happens. So I kind of just like um, listed out the the things that have been huge in the social media lately or in the news. Um, if I miss anything that you know is important to people, I'm sorry. Um, not one shooting is any less than another shooting. I just kind of picked the ones that have been so big in the news, um, and we decided we would kind of talk about them. So the first one was 
the Orlando nightclub shooting, which we did do a short podcast on that. Um, but it was on June 12th. There was a mass shooting at Pulse nightclub in Orlando, Florida. It was a gay and lesbian club. There were 49 deaths and 53 others that were wounded. Um, and that shooting, I don't know if the guy that did the shooting, if anybody ever found out why he actually did it. I know his dad had came out and said that he did it because he was... I saw one thing that said his dad came out and said that he did it because he was mad because he saw two men kissing. But then I saw another thing that said he was mad because he was gay. Yes, and I think that's kind of where it was actually left. Because from what I hear, he was a frequent club goer to Pulse. A lot of people actually knew him. He always frequented Mm -hmm. a lot. So I don't know if it was a conflict in his mind between Mm -hmm. his religion saying that this was not Not right right, and his actual personal belief Mm -hmm. in what particularly set him off in that Mm -hmm. one. This is a bad thing. A lot of times when we kill and the shooter dies, we often don't (coughs) know their real motive. We're just left to kind of Mm. guess what we think led to this event. And then... And it's left open for interpretation. And then I know he had posted on his social media... um, Sorry, I'm getting a tickle in my throat. (coughs) Damn allergies. Um, He had posted on his social media something about he was part of ISIS now. But... And then, of course, ISIS, like, took that and ran with it. But I don't think he really ever was part of ISIS. He just kind of wanted to say that. I don't think that was a real thing. And I think a lot of people latched on to the idea Mm -hmm. of him being ISIS and um, all these type of things. Because it's it's easier to say that people are terrorists... um, Instead of saying that the fault lies with those who feel that they hate a certain group because of their sexual orientation so much that they would slaughter this many people. Because that's what it was. It was a slaughter with a high-powered rifle that it's not necessary, but a lot of people buy this gun (laughs) because it is a cool item. Mm Mm-hmm. My grandfather personally has an entire huge, um, about as tall as a human being, safe full of guns. Mm -hmm. Handguns, rifles, shotguns. He was also the same guy growing up where he kept his shotguns in an open glass case and the ammo in a drawer. And we already knew we were raised not to touch it. So I'm not an anti-gun person, but you have to understand that an AR-15 is an assault rifle. It's a military-style rifle. And my grandfather even said this. He was like, I want to buy it because it's kind of, like, cool. And he's like, it'd be awesome to own one. Mm -hmm. But he's like, I don't really need it. And I think that's a lot of the ways that people feel, unless you're like a, um, what do they call them, the end-of-worlders? I'm not sure what the term is. I don't know. Um... You guys have to figure out the term for me. I'm a little bit uh, tipsy at this point. But he was like, I don't need it. I kind of want it. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate people who want to collect guns because it gives them... 
my grandfather's responsible. My right. uncles owns gun. My uncles own guns. They're responsible. People who are responsible with their weapons, I'm not the person that's like, take away all weapons. I but agree. I'm you have either. to understand, if you're responsible, you should be able to pass a background check. Um, your mental health mm-hmm. should be sound. I agree. And like, these are simple things that, you know, people always reference the Second Amendment rights. Right. And I'm totally for the right to bear arms. But you have to understand, when people are not right upstairs or people have a history of violent crimes then a background check should reveal it now you selling drugs and you have Mm -hmm. a criminal background that should not disqualify you from buying a gun you being violent towards another human being should probably disqualify you from buying a gun for the simple fact that you do not know how to control your temper enough Mm -hmm. to have a weapon that could kill somebody now, right. again, I'm not against gun ownership in any way, Me shape, either. or form. But these are simple things that I think we can kind of concede on is like a, a background check. Right. I do. I, you know, the one thing that, like, irritates me about the whole gun law is I don't feel that everybody should not be able. No, not. That's not what I'm trying to say because that doesn't sound right but i feel like there is some people who are okay to own guns and there are some people that are not like i guess to be flat out black and white i don't feel that everybody should lose their gun rights and take gun rights away because there is people like your grandfather who are responsible there's people like i'm sure in my family who are responsible then there's nut jobs who went around and did all the shootings that are not responsible and could they have been stopped probably and like this or the orlando shooting like really hit home, I guess, because we, Kelvin and myself, have family members who are gay and lesbians, and we have close friends that are that way, and it's like, you know, that could have been any one of them. That could have been a a gay and lesbian nightclub in Chicago, and our family could have been there. Our close friends in Colorado could have been there. You know, it could have been anyone in there. I mean, me and Calvin say all the time, like, we want to go have a Sunday fun day with his cousin and go to the clubs in Chicago and hang out because then um our other close cousins they go with them all the time because they live right there in Chicago and it's like you know that could have been any any one of them in there so it, and it's like it was a total hate crime and it was a total I don't know myself it seems like crime so I'm just gonna shoot all of these innocent people and then it's like all these other shootings started happening and then with more hate crimes. Like the next one I have is the Alton Sterling shooting, which happened on July 5th. Um, and he was shot to death after actually confronted by two white Baton Rouge police officers for selling CDs outside of a store, which actually the store was owned by his friend who gave him permission to sell the CDs. So, and then while he was on the ground um, being held down by the police officers, he was shot several times at close range and he died. He was only 37 years old. He was actually known in the town as the CD man. So people knew him. He was obviously, you know, like the man that everybody went to. Um, and he, and then the, the store owner even came out, was like, he was not the one causing the problem. He was just there 
trying to sell his CDs and he didn't cause a problem through the whole situation. And it was apparently on camera because the guy has a camera outside of his store, but the police confiscated and he never saw it again. Um, the store owner went on, you know, the news or whatever it was and said, I felt like I was the criminal after they came in and was trying to take the footage that I had outside. Um, and then a lot of people were like, well, he had a criminal background and blah, blah, blah. So what? I'm sure everybody has people whose family has a criminal background. I mean, imagine, okay, and this is like a weird scenario. Imagine you are at a flea market selling product that you've always sold at the mm -hmm. flea market for every day of every year for yep. several years. You have permission to be there. All of a sudden, police officers tap you to the ground. Okay, there's two of them sitting mm -hmm. on top of you. And the police officer, instead of making the decision, who, who thought, okay, they're explanation they thought he had a gun thought. you are literally on top of this man if you were going to make a shot why not shoot him in the arm that you felt was reaching mm -hmm. for the gun it's not like you were at a distance and your aim missed you were literally on top of this man i mean there's pictures why why not put if you really thought your life was in danger as a police officer why not put a bullet into the arm that you felt that was reaching for the weapon? Right. Okay? Shoot his foot. Shoot and, his knee. I mean, you disable the arm. You shoot the arm. Worst case scenario, he loses the arm. Mm-hmm. Right? But he's alive. But he's alive. You're alive. You sorted it after. Mm -hmm. You're literally sitting on top of this man and you're decision is to shoot him in the chest it just doesn't several times at that right or was he I, at least two times yeah. at least two times oh, yeah. he was shot several times at close range right doesn't matter mm -hmm. you know and i think and i've said this before i think that officers suffer from ptsd Mm -hmm. Right? So military people, they come back, yep. they can't even hear fireworks, some of them, because it My triggers... can't hear fireworks. It triggers something in their head that makes them panic. And I think officers, I'm not saying they have an easy job at all. I'm saying what happens is day after day, embedded in your head is that at any point in time, something could go wrong and you could die. You therefore suffer from yep. PTSD. Maybe you've seen some crazy shit. Maybe you've experienced some crazy shit. But that taints your view on how you see yep. everyone else from that point on. Everybody is suspicious if they match the profile of what you've seen. And I think that's what we're kind of seeing in these trends as we'll continue to go on right. and describe these people. But as a person who is thinking about this, mm -hmm. right, and you people will try to justify it, bring up his criminal record and all right. kinds of stuff, think about it. There is a lot of people you encounter on a day-to-day -day basis that have a criminal background that you don't necessarily know yeah, about. Yeah, you don't know about it, but you like them. Right. I mean, there's plenty of uh, people who have a... Um, 
molestation charge. Mm -hmm. Because what happens is you get a statutory rape sex offender charge. If you are 17 and mess with a 16-year-old or whatever state you're in, if you're above the Mm -hmm. age of consent and you mess with somebody under the age of consent, whether it be a year difference, you are now a registered sex offender. So, you know, people like to bring these type of things up. And anytime someone's shot, they try to find... The person's criminal record. Right. It's like you know, they try to justify it. Why justify it? But we don't even do that with, like, Sex other offenders. Mm-hmm. We don't run around trying to find their criminal right. history. It's, exactly. It's, it's, it's a justification for somebody selling mm-hmm. CDs with permission on the corner. Right. Like, it's not. One of my biggest pet peeves, and I think we kind of talked about this when we... Or I talked about my pet peeve when we did the whole Target Bathroom podcast. Is, okay, people can go outside and pee or whatever and um, all of a sudden they're justified as a pedophile. Like, that is a for real law. And, or, you know, because somebody's transgender, they're disgusting and want to rape kids. No, not every person with a criminal background is a bad human being. So what if somebody smoked weed and got caught and went to jail? Who the hell cares? I would much rather usually want to be talking to the person who's smoking weed, selling drugs, and maybe even did some, like, sell some guns or whatever half the time that I want to talk to somebody who's a normal, uppity, whatever person on the street. Like, I think it is horrible how people are judged. You don't know. And you judge them because they're not your family. But how would you feel if that was your family who got shot by the police several times at close range for selling freaking CDs outside of a store that he was given permission to. And you guys have to understand, it's not that we're saying that he shouldn't have been questioned, perhaps. Right, You know, a call was called in, their job is to check on him. Not what we're saying at all. We're saying, in the moment, you had better choice to make. Right. Right? If you felt you were approaching someone who was a danger to you or danger to other people, Mm -hmm. you have to assess the situation on the go. It's not easy, but that's what you're trained to do. That's what you're paid to do as a police Mm -hmm. officer. You chose the profession. You knew the dangers. You have to understand this is something you chose to do. And this is not belittling them or saying no. their job is not Because hard. I'm sure their job is at, just as difficult. At any means. Any more, way more difficult than any other job. A military person knows during this time when we're constantly at war in the yeah. Middle East that if you join the military, which is a choice, you could be called away for a deployment in Afghanistan, Iraq, any of those regions where there are people that yeah. don't like you. Now, that's not to classify the whole region as people who don't like you, but you have to understand, you sign up as a police officer knowing there is inherent danger. Your job is not to go home every night. Your job is to make sure that people who are criminals are apprehended and taken Mm -hmm. into custody. If your job is to go home at every night, then your real job should have been something that you knew was not a danger. Yeah. Okay? And again, this is not to say that it's not hard. 
but you have to understand the frame of mind. Okay. And when we talk about the shootings of black men, this next one that I know Lisa is going to talk yeah. about is the one that broke me because yes, me too. To be That's fair, just what I was to be say. fair with you guys, I've always reserved my judgment on these shootings. Um, like Ferguson, uh, he attacked the police officer in his mm-hmm. car. You know, that triggers something in somebody's head. Not to say as he's fleeing or whatever the case may be, he deserved to be killed like that. All right. Not, not what I'm saying. But in that case, I can, I try to reserve my judgment. The Philando Castile one. No. I think, which Lisa's about to go into yeah. is the one that probably set me off on this woke journey that people always talk about because mm-hmm. I've also been like many people were like, I don't understand why they say black lives matter because I'm like, it just seems so pointed and almost like racist, like Again, reverse yeah. racism. And, and People are listening to this and like, oh, that's some ignorant shit to say. No. You have to understand that that is where people's mentality comes from. They don't understand because they don't live it. I don't live it. Okay? But Mm -hmm. this one set me off and I'll let Lisa kind of tell you guys this whole thing. So this next one, like Tiffany just said, it kind of really hit home for me and Tiffany, I guess you would say. Um, So it is the Philando Castile one and on july 6th um just one day actually after the alton sterling shooting philando was shot to death after a traffic stop he let the officers know that he did have a license to carry and that there was a gun in the car mind you a license to carry he was licensed to carry his gun and he politely let them know which I actually had looked up after this because I saw all these people's ignorant comments of, well, he didn't handle this situation correctly and blah, blah, blah. He didn't even have to let the police officer know. Well, it is part of the class is that he's supposed to let them know. He followed... Well, not in his state, though. In the state of... In a concealed carry um, permit, you have to let them know. That's part of the class. You inform the officer... But in Minnesota, he didn't have to. I am permitted to curry... There is a concealed Mm -hmm. weapon in the vehicle. What I think happened, and I don't know because the video that his girlfriend Mm -hmm. recorded started after he was already shot, um, which if you... What says, it says that when he was moving his hands, because once he told the officer that, the officer had told him, like, as he was moving his hands back up, the officer was like, don't move. Well, he was already moving his hands, so the officer saw him move his hands and he was shot numerous times. So, um, then, um, his girlfriend, I think that's when she started recording and they shot him because they said that they were then scared for the life that he was getting his guns. Well, okay. First of all, you asked him for his license and registrations. That's what he was getting. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, he was telling you, I have a permit or license to carry. I have a gun in the car. There was a four-year-old in the back seat that he considered his daughter because he's pretty much raised her. Um, I did find stuff online that in the state of Minnesota, if you have the license to carry, you don't have to tell them if there's a gun in the car. 
See, and from what I've heard is when you take the class for a concealed mm-hmm. carry permit, they automatically tell you if you are pulled over, you, it is your obligation to let them know, like, mm-hmm. hey, I have a permit and I am carrying. It is concealed mm-hmm. and everything. What I think happened is the officer, he told the officer this and the officer was like, okay, well, let me see your license and registration. Mm-hmm. So he goes to reach for his wallet, which his license would be in, and the officer panicked and shot him. Mm-hmm. Okay, now what is absolutely sickening about this, and this really, this really pissed me off, and this will bleed into the mm-hmm. next one that I'm sure she's about to cover, is people were not outraged by this man who worked in the school district, memorized 500 plus students' allergies walked autistic kids to class, was a good man, only had traffic violations because he had been pulled over by the same police department so many times. Oh, let me tell you, because that's the article I read. That the judges... 52 times. That the judges... Who the fuck cares? The judges even threw this out because they said it is complete bullshit. Mm -hmm. When When he was pulled over, there is evidence that his taillight was not out and that he was pulled over because he had a wide nose. They pulled this man over because he was black. This man worked with the children in the school district, dedicated to his job. Just like Sterling Calvin. Moving up in the ranks, going to interviews, wearing ties. He was a, a supervisor. A good Man, yep. by all accounts, from even the students' parents, like, yeah. this man was an awesome he, man. He worked in um, the food and nutrition at the school. Kids used to come up and say, I don't have no money, but I don't have a lunch. He would say, get your lunch and we'll figure out how to pay for it later. Like, he was a downright good man. Who the hell cares if he has 52 freaking that pulls over because of driving. Who and, cares? And, and this is this is the crazy thing. This is what they try to dig up on him in right. order to justify his cold-blooded murder. Exactly. And that is exactly what this was. Did he deserve to die? No. No. He and complied. in front of a four-year-old daughter complied. You know, everybody says comply, be respectful, blah blah blah. Here you go. Mm-hmm. And if you watch the video, which was very hard for me to watch because I do not like to watch like I didn't watch it fights and any shooting. I I do not like I to watch, watch this. it. I watched it because I was like, let me see exactly what is going on here because there was a debate, and his girlfriend is the calm one in the situation. I the police officer is freaking out, and honestly. Radio silence on my timeline, aside from a handful of African-American, black people, whatever, on my Facebook timeline. White people, radio fucking silence. Mm -hmm. But as soon as the Dallas shooting occurs, oh, blue lives matter, blue lives matter. Oh, black lives matter so um, seclusionary. It only includes it's black like, lives. If you're Black Lives Matter, you're not 
and the other lives matter. No, that's well, not true. Is that what you're saying when you say blue well, lives matter? That's what people say. Do firefighters' lives yeah. not matter? Do military right. people's lives not matter? No, we get that that's not what you're saying. What you're saying is that police officers' lives are yeah. under attack right now, which is exactly the same yeah. thing that Black Lives Matter is saying. It's saying that currently, under this state of policing mm-hmm. and everything like that, not to say that other lives aren't being you know, thrown in. But right. look at Philando Castile. Did everything right. Complied. Good man. And he still shot. Still dead. shot and killed this man during broad daylight with his with a four year old in the car and his girlfriend. That was like next his daughter. You can you can say four year old daughter. She's like his daughter. And my whole it doesn't thing, matter. A four year old like, in the car. Right. And you just say and you don't know. You could have missed and hit her. You were freaking out. You weren't under your right state of mind. What if you shot the poor little girl in the back in the back of the car? What if you shot the fiance? Like with this whole video, I didn't watch it. I couldn't watch it. Like I thought, okay, if we're gonna talk about this podcast, I need to watch it so I can say I I couldn't do it. Like I right now I wanna cry talking about it again and it happened on July sixth. Like I just could not watch the I video. I was in tears. I know you were all day at work. I could not talk about this for the longest time because anytime I would bring it up, yeah. I would literally be in tears. Like, like Tiffany said before, it seriously hits home because Sterl works for a school district. And he's a he's black a, man, just in right. case you guys aren't aware. Calvin works for a school district and is a black man. Calvin worked in lunchrooms with kids. Calvin would come at home at night and say... It breaks my heart to be in the lunchroom and see kids who barely have any food and there is nothing that I can do. So, it's totally like the same thing. He worked there. He worked there. Stroh works there. Like, it's like it hits home in so many different ways because the people that we love work in school districts. Calvin's been pulled over numerous times. Calvin's been at court for numerous stupid traffic stops. So what, he deserves to be killed because he has numerous traffic stops on him? No, absolutely not. That does not make you a bad person in any way, shape, or form. And here's what I'll say. As a white woman, I mean, I'm mixed with Asian, but either I normally get Hispanic or white. Anytime I've ever been pulled over, I've never panicked at the idea of pulling out my wallet or digging in my glove compartment for my uh, insurance. Because normally it's not registration. They can check that from your sticker on your mm-hmm. car and your license plate number. That's all right. accessible to them. It's normally your license and your insurance mm-hmm. card. And there's been times where I thought about it and I'm like, I've moved pretty quickly. Right. And I've never had a gun ever in my life pointed at me mm-hmm. during a traffic stop or at any point in my life. Now, not to say I don't know white people that it, it's happened to. My mom said it happened to her. My uncle, actually, it happened to him in front of his house, in front of his child. So, I mean, it could be a problem right. with policing. Um, It could be a problem with multiple other things. And my uncle also does work for the school district. He actually 
um, coaches like wrestling, and he's had students go and win state championships mm-hmm. and things like that. So he's a white man. He's not a black man. My right. uncle's a white man. It's happened to him before. And maybe it is the overreach of the police officers, but I don't know. It seems to be a reoccurring case where there's an overreach of police militarization right. where, you know, the first thing to do is maybe, like, pull out a gun. I don't know. I don't know because I'm not in the police thing. But also, if and, you feel like in your job that you need to just pull out your gun all the time because you're scared for your life, you need a new job. We have patients that come in and see us all the time. AIDS. Whatever. Can we treat them any other way? No. Could we get that well not really me but the nurses or the techs could they get that if they stick him and he moves and the needle pokes him yeah but do they treat them any other way no so i feel like if you're a police officer and you're scared for your life just because of the color of somebody's skin then you need a new fucking job like you do i think if you're that scared Mm mm-hmm and you suffer from, again, PTSD. It's right. really what it is. It's post-traumatic mm-hmm. stress disorder. Then you need to try and find a position that does not right. aggravate that. So I'll let her talk about the, right. the, so, the other Sorry he was so long, but like we said at the beginning, it kind of this one really hit home for me and Tiffany because of Sterl and Calvin and their line of work that they do. But the next one, which really didn't get as much media coverage and kind of was really hard for me to find anything on, was Charles Kinsey. And that's because he lived. Yeah, so. Spoiler alert. Yeah. So on July 18th, he was shot as he was in the middle of the street trying to help a 23-year-old autistic man that he coached because he was a behavioral specialist and worked in the medical field. So, um, so he had to, you know, obviously go through backgrounds, make sure that he was a good person. He couldn't have a criminal record. Um, but he was shot because the autistic kid, which he's not really a kid, he's an adult, but he's a kid to me you know was waving around a toy not anything else but a toy and he was there trying to calm him down and get him back to the facility that he lived in well police came because somebody called the police and said there was something going on in the middle of the street bystanders that had binoculars were telling the police officers it's a toy it is nothing else Charles was actually screaming. He only has a toy. It is okay. The police officers were actually trying to shoot the autistic guy because they didn't know. And yes, my fingers went like quotation mark. They didn't know what was in his hands and missed and hit Charles. Thankfully, they didn't kill him. So he lived to tell his story. And it's like, really? You have people with binoculars. You should be able to see yourself before you just up and fucking shoot somebody. And the guy was a therapist trying to help this poor autistic person back to their home. 
I I had wrote a, a post about this. Yes. And, you know, I'll read you the post real quick, but it's essentially along the lines of what Lisa said. And it says, Charles Kinsey, yet another black man shot by the police. His crime, being a therapist therapist and helping his autistic patient who was having a meltdown in the street. What provoked, in quotation marks, the shooting, laying on his back, hands in the air, and explained that he was a therapist from a nearby facility and that the patient had a toy truck, not a gun, so the patient wouldn't get shot. Can we finally recognize that there is a problem? And I guess with this whole situation, like, for me, it should totally hit home because I work in the medical field. But it doesn't really hit home because I'm white. So I wasn't really, I don't really worry about Because when you're out, you cannot help but want to help other people. Like you just, if you see somebody, you just cannot help but to want to help them. It's in your blood. You just want to do it. And, but I don't really fear in this situation because I am white. So it's like, yeah, the other situation, um with the Philando Castile, it hits home more because of Calvin. Like, this situation, yeah, I would probably be trying to help them and help this poor guy go back into his facility because it's just what you want to do. But I don't fear for my life. So it doesn't hit home as much as the other one does. But you know what? What also brings attention as well to this type of situation is somebody called into the police mm -hmm. to the 911 calling and said someone's out here in the middle of the street waving a gun so as a police officer you show up expecting somebody with the gun maybe your eyesight's not that good but but there then were people with freaking binoculars but this is when the police officer should have said okay Maybe I need to like restrict my my gun use. Mm -hmm. When a secondary person is lying flat on his back with his hands in the air, yeah. yelling, yep. "I am a therapist. He does not have a gun." Done. Boom. And I don't think that we talk about mental illness enough. No. And just the overreach of that police officer, like. Are you not trained to deal with individuals who have mental illness? And why would you not say, can I see your binoculars? Why would you not have some? Put you, that too. Put your gun away. Look through your binoculars. See that the poor guy had a toy truck. Listen to the, he is autistic. I am trying to get him back into his facility. Why would you just shoot at somebody with their hands in the air like this? Like, sometimes I wonder if it's, like, this cowboy mentality, like, oh, I want to be the brave one who disarmed this guy, instead of, like, whoa, take your adrenaline down a notch, assess the situation yeah. correctly. I don't know. I mean, I know police officers that are not like this. Right. So it's often weird to me when I run into or hear stories of police officers. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. It doesn't surprise me. If I said surprise me, right. it does not surprise me. Because that's the type of world we live in where we judge people based on how they look. We all do it. And to say that we don't is is inaccurate. We right. all do. Right. We look at the next person and we already judge. Oh, they're preppy. Oh, they're, they're goth. Yeah. Oh, they're foreign. Or like, 
I'm Asian, but people automatically assume by the way I look that I'm Hispanic. I'm mm-hmm. not. I don't speak Spanish. I'm not Hispanic in any sense of the imagination. And so, but you judge me automatically by where I live and what the color of my skin right. is compared to yours. Because other people don't think of, like, Asians see mm-hmm. me and they are like, oh, yeah, you're Asian. I can tell you're a blend. Your knowledge base drops you down. But again, you're not assessing the situations, and so this is what you run into. I mean, you get yeah. these things like Charles Kinsey. That's lack of police training. It is, because it's like, why? I don't know. That whole situation just blows my mind. I cannot believe the whole thing. It's like crazy. So, but then I also go into the different police shootings. So, in Dallas, the police shooting, there was a peaceful and peaceful Black Lives Matter march. Um, and then somebody decided, well, his name was Micah Xavier Johnson, decided that he was going to take this time on July 7th to use it and to go on a shooting spree. And he actually killed five officers. So, of course, the whole media blew it up was Black Lives protests became a shooting and five police officers were killed and blah, blah, blah. So, of course, they assumed that it was the people from the protest. That did it. Where was the one... Where was the Alton Sterling sh- um, shooting at? What? Louisiana, Baton Rouge. Right. Okay. So there's also... A, and yeah, I'm I had that one, too. Lisa, it's and okay. I apologize. It's okay. Okay. So Unless... Have, I mean, I'm sure you've heard phones going off, so Sterl, would you like to join our podcast? Yeah, since you yeah, keep interrupting you know. with your phone, passing his notes. <laughs> it's okay. Um... I'm happy. This is Sterl, and he does a podcast on 1515 app also. Which I'm trying to set up. And I'm going to let you finish your statement, Sterl, but I do want to make a comment on this whole Dallas shooting, Baton Rouge police shooting. Because Baton Rouge was three officers that died, and Dallas was five. So we can kind of combine it. And from what I read, both of the shooters were ex-military. Right. Both of them were ex-military, and they were not even there for the Black Lives Matters protest. And what I want to again reiterate is PTSD. We do not right. take PTSD seriously. These men had deployments overseas. Mm-hmm. That is something to be said about what war does to the mind, what heinous crimes and witnessing assault and things do to the mind. And we do not pay attention enough to mental nope. illness and how to resolve it and what effects that it has on us as a nation and as a community as we're going to all these wars and we're allowing all these atrocities to happen. It's just further infecting the mind. And I know I sound like a conspiracy theorist. But you don't because my brother is that person. My brother went to war more than one time. My brother watched his best friend that he was in the military with from boot camp, through school, through Iraq, through back to being placed somewhere, to back to Iraq, get blown up by, you know, when they were overseas at war. Do you think he could get help when he came home? 
No, absolutely not. His PTSD was told, we don't talk about it. It was done over there. You can't talk about it. Well, if that was me, I would be going crazy right now. Like, I would go nuts. And I know I would go nuts. unsee things that you've seen. Okay, and this is a very minutia example of that. At the age of 16, I was riding a bike. I fell off of it, broke my finger. (laughs) I have not been on a motherfucking bike since then. I mean, it's trauma. It's trauma. You have to think about it in that regard. Everything affects what you do. It's like those people that say, oh, you can't judge me by your past relationships. No, this is what you've witnessed. This is what you've seen. It's a little hard to say. I experience things and I won't let that experience affect me. It's how we all work as people. Well, we had a teacher. We had had a teacher, um, Tiff and I. uh, I I believe you have them too. Mike Goodell or whatever. Oh, no, well, he said no. Um, he was actually a part of the Black Hawk Down. Okay. So all that stuff happened. So when he hears a helicopter, he's affected by I'm sure. It, and he has to, like, pull over at the side of the road because he, you know, he starts to go, you know. Crazy. crazy. I mean, and you can't help it. Like, my brother, he actually, on the 4th of July, he can't do it. He can't hear fireworks. He cannot hear anything that has big booms. It makes him feel like he's going crazy. And and it makes you relive that time in your life when you were there. So, like, these two ex-military men that went and shot these police officers, I can't say they didn't have help because I don't know them and I don't know anything about them. But if they were in the same situation as my brothers, and I'm sorry for the police officers that lost their lives, and that's heartbreaking too because they did lose their lives. Like, some of them were brand new parents. Some of them were, you know, different situations. But you have to get those people help. You can't just let them come back and see all this horrible stuff at war and then expect them to come here and be okay. May I retort? They're not going to be okay. I retort to that. Here's the thing. Um, I understand that some of these dudes who shot these police officers has have PTSD, SD, right? P- yeah. uh, but that's not the biggest problem, though. Because here's the thing. Police officers are going to get shot. Regardless yeah. if it was by ex-military people or if it was by civilians. And here's the reason why. Because the situation can only go and check for so long mm-hmm. before people start to. Not... So, are you saying that violence is the answer? Are you condoning it? Um, no, I'm not condoning it because mm-hmm. I don't believe that every cop. Not, not we had this conversation when you talked about the putting up the blue light to represent the unity for police officers and stuff like that, and I told you I wasn't with that. And so, would you the... go out? If you owned a gun, would you go out and shoot police officers at an event? No. Realistic answer. Would you do that? I, I'm about to give you a realistic answer. Okay. Obviously, no. I'm not a killer. Right. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's just what it but is. But these people who have gone to war saying. have had to take on the rule of being a killer. Is what I'm saying. It kind of pushes you over the edge from a... Something you can bring back. Okay, that guy who shot up the people in South Carolina, right? 
He's like, they're such nice people. I almost didn't go through with it. What made you go through with it? You have a mental illness, but hold on, right? But not everybody who kills been in war. Right, but we're just saying in this situation. Look, no, I'm saying mental illness is a real thing. Yes, it PTSD is. PTSD is a it mental is. illness. And I'm not saying that is that I'm not saying that is not. What I'm saying is you you're the fact that all these police officers and I'm not saying that someone wasn't even justified. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm not even going to argue that, even when I don't believe so. I'm not arguing it. But here's what I'm saying. You're going to you're gonna get to a point where people just don't uh, rationalize it anymore. Mm-hmm. Because these officers keep getting off. Like Rodney King, which is why... And then, the um, and I can't go back that far, but I forget the girl's name. And I know people, when they hear me talk mm-hmm. about it, they talk uh, in California, the girl that got shot in the back of the head. And we're getting mm-hmm. into it with the clerk. And stuff. And then after that, you had the Rodney King beating. And then after that, what happened? You got the riot in Compton. Mm-hmm. Because people were only uh, able to ignore what the LAPD were doing for so long until that happened. And another effect. That, but we um, saw that, that in Ferguson. That. We saw the rioting yeah. in Ferguson. But so we get that. We that get that image. Was, was OJ Simpson got let free because of it. Right. Because so what do you think is going to be the big let off from this one? Because you think that Rodney King was let off simply because people were so upset and they wanted to... Op- King, I mean, O.J. Simpson was mm-hmm. let off because people were so upset by the Rodney King thing. Rodney King people, was... Black people will never be put in that situation again. It just won't happen. They will never get that chance again. In what situation? To, to um, be judged by peers... That's all the same race as them. That would never happen again. Okay, so you're saying that we're they, not going to get any never, appeasement they, off of this? No, they will never put them in that situation. What is your solution again. for um, what is going on? What do you think? What do you personally think, as a black man? Because we're you're sitting here with a couple the white, white women, girls. In, so um, we really want the federal government has failed us in, in this aspect. You're allowing police officers to be investigated by their friends. Which Sterl's note says the problem with the police is that they are a fraternity. They don't see race. As much as we see the race, they don't. They They, as in the police. They as in the police. But do you feel that it's all police or just they have kind of like the fraternity that's within the police? I think think there's a majority of it because Mm -hmm. I think that there's a lot of police officers that sit there and would say, well, you don't understand my job. And yeah. and I think I heard y'all already talking about this. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do understand your job. I'm not an idiot. I'm not stupid. I know that you got to deal with unruly people yeah. and stuff. I know this. But there is also a way for you to handle certain things. Yeah, look, you don't know my kids. So right. you don't know what I have to deal with on a daily basis. But... That still don't mean I get to sit there and put my foot in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because what, at the end of the day, what is it? It's still child abuse. I can't just sit there and haul off and take my fist and punch my son straight in the damn mouth if he say something unruly to me. Right. So th- there are ways that you can handle certain situations. Agreed. And I understand some situations, they can become extreme where you have to pull your gun out and shoot somebody. Mm-hmm. But the problem that, that I'm saying is... It's a fraternity. So you got a large amount of police officers that are willing to defend each other, Mm -hmm. regardless of their race. 
and stuff. And that's why I mean by it being a fraternity. Now we go to the Laquan McDonald thing. Um, this happened almost two years ago now. Two years, I think, this coming December, I believe. I no, so. November, December. Um, this cop, uh, what's his name? Jason Van Dyke was allowed to work with other black police officers. Not now, Chicago has a high population of African Americans. And these dudes didn't do nothing. They didn't say anything. Nobody blew the horn on this guy who unloaded a full clip and was getting ready to load up another one and shoot this and, and kill this this child because mm-hmm. he was still young. He was like 16, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Regardless, if he was carrying a knife, it doesn't mean that you get to unload a whole clip. I into agree, it. 100%. And, and that's a problem. And the fact that we still trying to figure out whether or not this dude can, well, he's been convicted, but I'm going to tell you right now, black people don't feel like that he's going to, that he's going to go to jail for it. That he's going to be com- convicted. Convicted. Yeah. That, that mm-hmm. conviction is going to come down. Right. Mm-hmm. They don't feel that way because we've seen Freddie Gray. We've seen Trayvon Martin, even though Which wasn't recently a the know. third officer in that was found not guilty of it. So basically no one's being held accountable for Freddie Gray's death. Mm-hmm. Right. If you're not aware of that at this point. So we, we see all these situations where these people are being let off. And not only did this dude go walk the streets for a whole year free because he only ended up turning himself in because the video was uh mm-hmm. end up having to be released to the public. Released to the public, which fuck you, Ron Emanuel too, because you <laughs> knew about it. <laughs> uh, seriously, and I know that's Obama's guy, but Obama, that's you. Sh- why don't you step in? Yeah, this is your man's. Sure, you made sure he got voted mayor of Chicago. But he doesn't know no, everything but, uh, that's no, happening, yes, you, and I'm no, sure they no, want to keep no, it secret. No, let me stop you right there. Yes, you do, because you know if five million dollars is being paid to a family, if you're the mayor of a city, you no, no, know. No, 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 no. Rob Emanuel definitely knew what's going on. Oh no, that's what I'm saying talking about. Saying that Obama knew what was going on in every single city, and no, every no, single no, state, no. and everything in the country, but and he's already dealing with city. the shit. It's you know, he you knows know, what's going on there. you know, Chicago is not, Look, not really Obama's city. Man, he has city. no plans of returning here. It's not his city. It, it's a, and I hate to say it because it's president, and I voted for him, but it was a stepping stone. Illinois was a stepping stone for that man, and he doesn't really care what's going on. It's almost like yeah. Kanye. Chicago used to be Kanye City, but it's not his city anymore. He doesn't give two shits about what is going down here. But, okay. But, and I give you that. But here's the point I'm getting to. Once again, it's a fraternity. Oh, no, because I what, agree. Because now what happens, this guy is on, is he on pay? I don't know if he's on paid leave or if he's on a leave. I don't think he's been fully fired from the Chicago PD. But, the Chicago Union hires him as a janitor. There's no way if I'm a black officer, I'm sitting there saying I want my union dudes to go pay for this dude to work after what he just did. So okay. Because not only as a black man, I'm offended by it, but as an officer. Because Here's a I question know then he went for too you. far. Here's a question for you then. Is it a police problem 
or a racism problem because that's where a lot of it breaks down is people feel like you're trying to paint it as a racism problem um there is no racial profiling or it's not to the extent that you think it is what do you think the problem do you think it's a combination do you think it's one or the other it's a combination Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because time and time again what we run into is white officers getting into it with people of color that's what we're running into. So that's where it, it comes down to the race issue. But what we also have is we have Hispanics, blacks, and whatever other minority within the police force willing to stick up for each other, including those white officers. And I get it sometimes because you understand the job and we, you understand what you may have to go through. But at the same time, some of these officers don't need to be in the streets. And and I agree. Like The Castile case. Obviously, y'all talk about this, yeah. too. You know you're in a state where you have where you can conceal and carry. If you that don't officer that shot him was not white. Surprisingly, I heard reports that he was Asian. Yeah. I saw his last name, which to me looked more Hispanic, but maybe he was Filipino, which is a Spanish Asian. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, but he was well, not white. Well, people, quote well, unquote, but you're right. It was a fraternity because what happened right. is when the other police showed up, instead of yeah. like, whoa, they were like trying to comfort him instead of trying to like, first of all, get this man some help. They did. Which you almost literally watched him die on camera. And I couldn't watch it. There's a town right next to, by us, where I actually grew up, that I know somebody that became a police officer through college, got hired on at that police station um, right out of college. He quit. Like, he downright quit because he said, I couldn't take the racism that was there. He was like, my best friends are black. I couldn't, I can't work there. He, this police department has totally turned me from being a police officer because I cannot be like them. And can I add and, something? Because you asked me earlier, was violence the key? And I really didn't give you an answer. But here's the thing. When people are being oppressed, a lot of times, what end up happening? Violence ensues. Because... The Black Lives Matter, as much as I respect it, is not working. Because not one, like I said earlier, not one cop has been convicted. Mm -hmm. So we're showing that we are trying to be peaceful and protest. But can we please get a conviction? Yeah. So when we get attacked by terrorists, we don't go overseas. And sit there and say, you know what? We're just going to protest and we want you to please not sh shoot mm -hmm. us, not bomb us, not attack our buildings. We don't do that. You know what we do? We wage war on them. But here's so the thing. No, no, so no, 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 People can't rage war on you when you basically 
killing them. But I guess I feel bad because there's police officers who aren't bad, who do try to stick up for the for the people who are being attacked by the bad police officers. So are they supposed to just die too? No. But is it? But is but is uh, Castillo better than Alton Sterling because Castillo no. has a clean record, but Alton Sterling had a dirty. No, record? we talked about and, that and too. So, That's exactly okay, what's our point. And here's what I'm gonna say. That's kind of unrelated, but to your point, we've been bombing the Middle East and had military bases and military power and all kinds of bullshit in other parts of the world, including the Middle East. We would never allow some other country to have a military base here in our country and that shit be okay. We have been doing drone strikes and bombs on civilians in the Middle East and you wonder why a group like ISIS pops up. We waged war on them. They turned around and did 9-11 and all these other things. And mm-hmm. now we're saying, oh, they started it. And no, look, motherfuckers. And, and we actually started, just an FYI for you guys, yeah. we started a lot of this shit. And now we're seeing, we militarized Afghanistan. We went into Iraq with no weapons of mass destruction found and waged war. You guys have to understand, this is a, uh, we're right you're wrong type of thing. Mm-hmm. And that, it, no. So this whole no, thing, and, violence and, only begets more violence to your point. Uh, police wage war on us. We wage war on the police. The police wage more war on us. We wage more war on the police. It just keeps a, a violence, a cycle of violence that is not going to stop, but only going to magnify. You see what is going on in Chicago with mm-hmm. the violence rates rising. Gun deaths, shootings, rising, crazy numbers drawing in every weekend. Is it getting better? No. no. Your gang shoots me. My people retaliate. Your people retaliate. My people retaliate. It, it's just constantly. But what's constantly. crazy is, did you guys it's see going to continue how, going? How long do people sit back and allow this to happen without any repercussions? That's why I want to ask you that. The repercussions should be criminal prosecution. It and should be, it, but it's not happening. So that's you what I'm have saying. to play the system. And that, that's the sad thing. It's like elections. We didn't know Bernie Sanders didn't win, right? Oh, okay. Hmm. You have to figure out a way to hit people where it hurts in those regards. Not physically I'm going to hurt you, but you have to hurt people where 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 it gets them, right? Hmm. Money, voting, lower level you know, whatever you got to do, start, start, start the process. But did you guys see... that don't even work because now we've been chipped, uh, we've been, like, led to sit there and pick a, a pick a side. You either vote Republican or you vote right. Democrat. You and, don't and, have and, to. And, people no, don't, don't realize they're third parties no, and, and everybody gets But people mentality. don't realize it. People realize it. Not people always. Say, they don't. No, because realize. you ask somebody, they're like, I don't like Hillary and I don't like Trump, but I have yeah. to vote for one of them because I don't no, like you really the other. don't. If, you, if everybody who said that voted for Gary Johnson on the Republican side or Jill Stein on the Democratic side, you know, Green Party Libertarian, mm-hmm. you would actually get your needs met and not vote for the lesser of two evils. Yeah, but saying, your mind is so, so closed off to you have two that, options. People realize that people don't feel like they have a chance to win. People right. seem to That's think true. that I either protest or I do violence. When in reality, you could do damage in the system if you actually corroborated and formed a group and made a mass movement. Yeah, so, do, okay, this is my question. Before. It's called the Black Panther Party, and then what happened? 
they they was a militant group. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh. Oh, you 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 started programs in, in your in your cities, mm-hmm. right? Oh, you did you, systematic you also, changes to and, improve oh, the community you that the you're system in. To walk around carrying guns, but we still look at you as a danger, even right. though you're not using it against us. So this and is what did they do though? This they is, systematically broke them down. But this is my question. So, like throughout this whole thing, I was like, people who actually have influence on people need to stand up and do something. But you know why they're not going to, though? So, Money. But, but did you see Snoop Dogg? The game. Um, I cannot remember who else was in this protest. In, in L.A., and they got yes. the gangs to join and together. And they actually and they got two gangs to join together, and they did a peaceful protest. I feel like, why, are, why aren't, and we are really sorry that this podcast has been become so long but it's kind of something that's a big thing and we need to talk about it like why are more celebrities that are like Snoop Dogg that are like the game why are they not coming together and doing stuff like this because if they can get two gangs to hate each other to become one and actually go together against all this why are they not doing it like, it obviously just them two alone had this huge influence on people, and that is what everybody needs. And then I also saw, and I do not know the state or where or what it was, and I'm really sorry, but where this white people were protesting one thing, this black people were protesting another thing, the two leaders of the group came together because one was on one side of the street the other was on the other side of the street they came together they talked and they started protesting together why are more people not doing that that is what needs to be done why are these celebrities that all of these people look up to not coming together and doing more things i think the problem is with demonstrating and not actually making changes to the system is actually the one of the bigger flaws is that people want to be like let's show them Mm -hmm. you know but it's like are you making are you voting for people who will support an agenda where it benefits Mm -hmm. people all the way across the board we're instead saying let's carry some signs around and hope that this makes a difference no you know that's the same thing with celebrities because you got. You got well, that's about, what she was just saying. Uh, yeah. she was saying. No, I'm saying what you said is the same thing with celebrities. Money is a little different outside mm-hmm. of voting. Is monetary reasons. No, because you don't want to. Voting nowadays is monetary. Your agendas that are laid out by the government, right? And it's like if they're doing it, do it. I think Ti did something. Ti also did something where. He, J. Cole was in yeah. Ferguson. There's, like, there's, there's a lot of people. all this stuff, so it's like everybody just... If you know... Sometimes just because it ain't on TV doesn't mean it ain't You guys have right. to understand That's that true. my point is that protests don't necessarily work the way you think they're going to yeah. work. And unfortunately, what you have to do is start getting more knowledge mm-hmm. and being more active in the actual political process that starts at not just you know your elections for president every Mm -hmm. four years but starts at the local and state level and you guys really need to make a push for getting money out of politics because who's in charge of the large corporations and all the money 
old white men are the major mm-hmm. ones, right? You think that they really care about your civil rights and you getting all that, but no. What they do is they give a lot of money to politicians to vote for things right. that benefit them, right? So you guys are like, oh, well, you know, this is all... You have to start systematically changing the way that we do things. Mm-hmm. You have to have conversations with people who don't necessarily agree with you on certain things. So that way you can have a dialogue and understand where someone's coming from. Mm-hmm. Stop being so selfish. That's one thing I hate about a capitalistic society. If we were a true capitalistic society, there would be uh, no unions. Um, there would be no like social programs like Social Security or Medicare for elderly right. people and things like that. And we need these programs is to support people because people are selfish. We've and come up with this me, me, me society instead of mm-hmm. like, okay, how is my community doing? How is everybody here doing? What can I do to help the next man without somebody forcing me to help the next man? You know, it's, I don't know. It, to me, society needs a big, big change. Right. I what mean, it does. And it's just, it, it really needs a big change. It needs a big change away. People think, like, I feel like, in this world, which we talked about on our presidential podcast, like, we're not moving forward. I feel like we're moving backwards. And it's extremely scary to me because my husband is black. My children are mixed. Our best friends are black. Like, Sterl and everyone. You know what? It's like... You sound like the stereotype. <laughs> <Shut> <laughs> you sound like a cliche. Whatever. I have friends. <laughs> right. Whatever. I don't care how I sound. It's I'm the not truth. Racist. I have a black friend. Oh. Yeah. I mean, Whatever. Well, I, you know like, what? I, I think... feel how I feel and it's just however I sound. Look. Like, I love them and I don't want nothing to happen to them, but I do fear for... What if my husband was pulled over by the police? Mm. What if something did happen? What if Sterl was pulled over by the police? Because they're in that stereotype, something might happen. I don't fear for myself if I get pulled over. But what if it is them with their kids or my kids? What's going to happen? You know what? And this is going to sound blasphemous, but I think this is the problem. <laughs> That's okay. I sound like a typical no, no, white person. <laughs> but, I think, but I think this is the problem where in school, we're taught that... Things changed for black people because of Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't just Martin Luther King. It was Malcolm X there. And they had totally two different views on how to attack uh, a situation that was going on, mm-hmm. you know, as far as race and, and not being treated properly for the, for the black people. And mm-hmm. I would just say black man. I mean, that, I mean but. I'm not going to generalize it like that. Anyway, so I think a lot of times people sit there and think, oh, protest peacefully. Because that's what Martin Luther King did. But sometimes there has to be a bit of an uh, extreme in your protest. Which is why the Black Panther Party worked for a little while. Because they policed the police. Because... What's that? I'm not even going to mention the chick name because I don't even want people to give her views. But how she tried to criticize the the Black Panther Party as if black people wasn't being mistreated, abused, 
and talking about that white girl on TV. Attack. I don't know. <laughs> he lost over that yeah. one. I can um, say it. it's okay. You know, being brutalized by the police. Mm-hmm. She act like that didn't happen. Yeah. See, you may only be like twenty-some years old, and then maybe you need to go back and read your history books or watch video because they have it there, which is what changed a lot of things because people were able to see what was going on and stuff, and they. <laughs> Oh, we almost done. You told me to wrap it up. Well, yeah, anyway, it's but, very long. But, We're yeah. an hour and forty minutes in. But so this I is something we're very passionate about. Expansive, yeah, topics. Yeah, so I want to let you finish your point. Go ahead. Basically, she, you know, sitting there saying that this is a militant group, but you got to understand what was going on to those people. If you can't mm-hmm. understand that, then you need to keep your mouth shut. That's just what yeah. it is. Know what the hell you're talking about before you start opening your mouth. I I agree. People people oftentimes make comments based on what they see and what they live and and that's another part of the problem yeah you don't know you don't know you have no idea like i know we need to wrap it up but when me and calvin lived in colorado there was we really didn't have a problem with being an interracial couple and i don't know if it's because there's so much military in colorado there's military bases everywhere that you it's a norm we moved back here and i was like holy cow like there was people making rude ass comments out all the time there was this one lady that was very lucky that my children were with us because we were at walmart of all places and she was like ugh i mean loudest can be where the kids could hear her but at this age thankfully they were young enough where it just kind of went over their heads loudest can be and was like look another wasted black man on a white girl (laughs) i looked at calvin i said i know this bitch did not just say that he's like lisa she's ignorant it's the ignorance of the world just let it be calvin's calm if you haven't learned from my talking and i'm not and i'm like no fuck her how (laughs) dare her say that to me like to us our children are right here we're not even by ourselves our mixed children are sitting right here and i was i mean i was going off like you know the old lisa came out (laughs) and the ghetto went crazy and i was just angry and he's like lisa you just have to let it roll off she's ignorant no Fuck her. And it's just like, it's just the ignorance of the world. It's the ignorance of every race that's in the world. And it's just, I feel like we are not going forward. We are going backwards in the world today. And because this podcast is so long, I will not even go into my conspiracy theories on race yeah, in general. Yeah, that could be a whole nother podcast. It, it could. And Calvin so, Stroke could be um, guest on that one. Just know that there have been other shootings since this point. Right. Um, Which we did have in our notes. There did. was a girl in Chicago. There was... No, it was a guy in Chicago. A guy. Paul I'm sorry. O'Neal in mm-hmm. Chicago. 18-year-old shot in the back. Um, a um, girl in Baltimore. That's what it was. Um, also shot. Um, the details are still coming yeah. out on hers as it happened yesterday. And August I'm sure there's 1st. more been more police shootings. There's been more other shootings. It's, We're not just pushing them under the rug. We're just doing talking about the ones that's been in the so. I in mean, the media it, the month. 
the sad thing is we 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 keep seeing the same. We could talk about this for type hours. Of things. Yes. Unfortunately. Um. So I think we're gonna kind of cut off the podcast. Definitely. Yeah. Um. Corinne Gaines, twenty three year old out of Baltimore, mm-hmm. um, is the most recent one. Um, yes, hers just happened yesterday. Yeah, just definitely read up on these things and stay informed as to what is going on. Be active. Vote. Mm-hmm. Make systemic changes. Right. You know, just... I, just don't be scared to stand up, I guess. Like It's a crazy time that we live in, and I'm sure everybody says it about the time that they live in, that mm-hmm. their time was crazy. Right. It feels like... You know, same old problems, same new problems. <laughs> right. It's like, it kind of feels thing. like same shit, different day. Like, yep. as a saying. I don't know. I don't really know what else to say about it without going into more stuff. Yeah. Thank you for just kind of being thrown into the podcast, Sterl, as he's setting up for Sterl RBU. Sterl was not thrown into the podcast. Well, he was Sterl. kind of. I put him on the spot. No, well, Sterl dove into the podcast yeah. by coming up, first of all, sitting at the table with us during our podcast. Right. And, drinking um, my drink, yeah, mind you. Drinking yeah. Lisa's out of my already, cup. Because mine was already gone. Right. Um, and what? then handing us notes as though yeah. this was his podcast like i don't sit in on his wrestling podcast um which starts with the wrestling roundtable rbu crew which when we tried to bomb their podcast they were finished Uh, (laughs) typical man stuff they always finish first right hey gotta get mine um but he basically was sitting i don't know i don't sit in his podcast and hand him notes about my opinions on his thing right um but he was doing that to ours uh he was mansplaining shit to the women. Right. Um, but, but we appreciate... But we love you, Sterling. And we appreciate his aspect of it because we do. It, it balances it's his out. Best ex- yeah, I, yeah. I just wanted y'all to make sure y'all mentioned how the police was a fraternity. That's, was, that's one of the... Right. That wasn't his problems. only note, but just... But again, right, we'll let them argue back and forth. Yeah, like, no, no. we love Sterl, and we would never want nothing Lisa loves Sterl, bad. So Tiffany much. loves Sterl, too. They wouldn't have four kids. Well, that's... Never mind. <laughs> that could be oh, another... Don't, to, don't say that, because I'm trying to sell some of them. <laughs> right. All right. Well, so, yes. thank you guys for joining yes, us on the podcast. You. Uh, you can hit us up on any of the major social media networks at the MWT <laughs> Podcast. You can send us a voicemail or text message at 331-684-8814. You can email us at the MWT podcast at gmail.com. We are on all social media sites. If you have any comments, comment on the blog. Um, hit us up on email. Let us know um, how you think things are going. If you have any opinions, drink suggestions. We would love Just drink suggestions and topic suggestions. And we know this was a rough topic it wasn't Long the one. most fun yeah. topic um i think we both were kind of nervous but it needed it to be talked girls. about yeah, yeah it just needed to be done so all, all right. right well that's it so we aren't really out of drinks but we're out of here bye tiff See you time bye sterling <laughs> right <laughs> i gotta record bye <laughs>